winter. Hello and welcome to What We Do in the Winter. This is the 65th episode in the series of podcasts from the Isles of Mull, Iona, Ulva, Gometra and Erid. I'm Alistair Satchel. I live outside of Dervig in the north of Mull and I'll be your host today. I hope this finds you happy and well wherever and whenever you may be. This episode features four friends who grew up together near Salon chatting about life in the past. Anne McGregor, Ian Campbell, Jean McLean and Mabel Cannon. This is the first time I've had four people together for a chat and I think it's a great way to speak to people. There's so many tales that come out, so many names from the past mentioned, it's really special. We talk about dozens of subjects, where people's families came from, social activities of the past, village halls gone by, Mabel's mum, Dr Flora, the songs of Archie McLean, who's also known as Wobbles, the brief presence of a very dark soul, the serial killer Manuel on the island, superstitions, ghost stories, working lives and so, so much more. Thank you to Anne McGregor for pulling the group together and thank you also to Mull Museum in Tobermory for hosting us in their lovely library space. This is a longer episode than normal as there is so much to say. Please note that it also carries on for a wee bit after we've said, well, tatty bye, as <laughs> there's so many more stories to tell. Now, with the greatest of pleasure, I hand you over to Anne McGregor, Ian Campbell, Jean McLean and Mabel Cannon. Who are you? Well, I'm Jean McLean. I used to be Jean Livingston and I was brought up at Gruelin. Fantastic. And who are yourself? Ian Campbell, son of John and Chrissy Campbell, originally uh, in Salon, but when I was uh, about four and a half, we moved to the forestry houses at Arras. My father worked for the Forestry Commission. His parents were across the various mains at the Croft over there. So I was um, born, well, I was brought up round about Aris and spent my, my time there, but went to school in Salon. Fantastic. And we're lucky enough to have Anne McGregor with us as well today. Yeah. Hello, Anne. Yes, well, I was born at Glen Aris in Farham. My father and my uncle had the tenancy of the Farham until David Scott wanted it back to farm it himself. And it was great. It was lovely atmosphere. Lady Scott was in the big house and she was lovely. She was a Canada. That was David Scott's mother. And Nan and Alec McPhail were in the gardener's cottage. And the Blacks, my granny uh, and my Aunt Mary, who was married to Callum Black, who was the skipper on the Loch and Bar for years, and the five girls, they were all in the, what's now the shepherd's cottage. Uh-huh. So we had a, it was lovely. Yes, happy days. And we also have... Mabel Cannon. I was born Mabel MacDonald and my parents were Dr Reginald and Dr Flora MacDonald and they both practised in Salon. I lived in a house in the middle of Salon Mm -hmm. which had the surgery in it Mm -hmm. and they covered more or less central Mull and south-east end of Mull, Loch etc., and I uh, had a very happy childhood in Mull. There's a common surname between the two of you, Livingston. Yes. Yes. Dr Flora was uh, Livingston, you were saying That's earlier. right, yes. And is that a connection, is that a family connection between the two of you? Yes. Yes. Are you cousins? 
never really worked it out, Jean, have we? Well, according to what um, a, I think it was Lorna that did yes. and looked into yes. the family tree, your grandfather and my grandfather were half-brothers. Really? There was two families. Right. And <clears> your <throat> father, <clears throat> grandfather, sorry, yes. was obviously in the older, you know. Yes. Well, I think my grandfather must have been younger than your grandfather, yes. from what I can gather. <laughs> but, right. um, and. I've never investigated. And they both that. landed up at Gruelin. Yes. Uh, your father, your grandfather was there first. Yes. And then my grandfather mm-hmm. must have come then. Oh. Yes, and my mother was born in Gruelin. In Gruelin, And yes. um, her father, you see, they were all dead by the time. I was a very late baby. Uh-huh. I came after four mm-hmm. in the family, and then there was moi here. Yes. And um, her father was kind of odd job man to the big house at Gruelin mm-hmm. and chauffeur. Ah. And my mother's mother worked in the big house at Gruelin. Mm-hmm. And I've actually got a tape recording of my mother, um, and she was reminiscing about being around mm-hmm. the big house mm-hmm. when sure. she was young. Mm-hmm. Goodness me. And that's quite interesting, that tape. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where about did your folks stay in Gruelin then? Were they connected to the big house, uh, the houses up? But where, where were they? Well, was... <laughs> Mum was up in the square. We were, they, well, uh-huh. I can't remember. It was, it, it was what, what they called the square. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there was, the first house was, well, when I, when I was young, yes. was Mrs. McP- Polly Sharp's. Polly Sharp, yes. A family. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then there was the kennels and the wash house. And then right. there was our house. And then there was the hall. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there was another... A, House came along that way, and well, I can't remember. I remember Mrs. Tory being in it. Mm. Do you remember mm. Mrs. Tory? Yes. Mm. No. no Lucky Tory. He was at Knock, and then yes. he came to Gruelin, mm-hmm. but they went there long, mm-hmm. and then Alec Handy came in mm-hmm. after that. Well, my mother's uncle, Dougal Johnston. Was uh, he was further down the drive. Down the drive. Down was beside he? the gardener's cottage. Right. He was in the garden. He was in the gardener's cottage, that's right. Aye. I remember you told that. There, there's Aye. a poem about we Mrs. Tory. The widow and we Lachy Tory. And the widow, well, he, he, I think he did, he, he then married a grand aunt of Jean Campbell. That Miss Jean Campbell. Yes. yes. And the, the daughter, Isabel, mm-hmm. was married in... In Stirling. Mm-hmm. Who wrote the poem? Was it Angus McIntyre? No, 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 oh, no, it was long with her. Wobbles used to sing it when he got oh, a few drinks. That, that was a, a Worthy and Sal and Archie McLean. Waffles? Wobbles. He was always known as. I don't know Wobbles. why. Wobbles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He composed a few tunes, well, not tune songs, he would put. English words to Gaelic tunes <laughs> oh, that's about right. local characters that's and local right. events. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of them at all? That any that stick out? Well, I can't sing, but I can remember. There's there's one was there's a man Donald Campbell. I think worked at Penny Gown. He lived in Rock Cottage with Cathy oh, Peyton there was, mm-hmm. and uh, he wrote what was the song about the night we were up at Dulheimbles. Oh, I know that one. Yes. Well, how did, how I did remember, it go? No, I haven't <laughs> even attempted. Uh, but, oh, I can't sing it. I can't tell you the, the tune, but it's the words. The, 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 uh, the verse, I think, was 
Before I begin, I will give you their names. There were Campbells and Camerons, McGillivrays, McLeans. And on the way home, they kept falling in drains. <laughs> the night we were up at the Campbells. I'll tell you, it's, it's in one of the Moolahs, the one that but we lucky Tory, because I remember it was it was publicised. And Jean, of course, I went into Brown's to tell her, now, don't do anything about that. Don't tell your aunt about that because it'll not go down well. No. She says, it's too late. I sent it to her. <laughs> and I shouldn't be saying this. That's all right. And the aunt, well, I'm all dead now anyway. The auntie was absolutely furious and she yes. went to the, <laughs> I think she went, was it the, the Open Times that printed it? No. You know, and she was going to sue them. <laughs> but oh. It was her mother, was the widow. That married me, So the the hall at uh, Gruelin. What would, what sort of things happened at the hall? Was there whist drives with the Kayleys? Everything. Everything. <laughs> the whole yes. the whole structure is it still there? Is it? No. Um, the, no, they took the hall down. Uh-huh. Johnny Macquarie took Johnny it down, McCoy didn't he? Yeah. Was that it? Was out at um, what do you call Arthur it? The chairman. The chairman. Yes. Yes. It might still be there, is it? Could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They said it was a beautiful. It's a beautiful. Hall. They, and, uh, they, they said it was the best yes. hall for dancing. Yes. Was, I, I remember going down like this. I remember dancing. And there was a big mirror. There was a big mirror at the end of the hall, and I always remember. Do you remember Archie Parchy? Yes. Um, well, yeah. he was doing his usual, doing all blank yeah. sign, and whatever he did, he landed top of the mirror and cracked it right up. <laughs> and you know, it was like that until they took the hall down. Aye. Seven, years <laughs> Seven years later. Seven years later. Do you remember dancing there, Jean? Oh, yes. I. We Great used to dances. have. There was dances, and uh-huh. we used to have. Uh, I remember we used to have the school concerts there as well. Oh. <laughs> Mary D. From was Salon? Mary D. No, I was in Gruelin School. Oh, right, okay. And oh. Mary D. was in Gruelin School, mm-hmm. and she used to do concerts and school concerts and oh, we had all sorts there, you know. And there was a supper room as well. and uh, um, But there was nowhere. They used to have tea at the dances, and I got into the dances because my mother used to boil this huge big oven on the stove. And I could get into the dance till 12 o'clock. <laughs> Once the tea came in, that was it. I got hauled out again. <laughs> so, they, uh, so they used to have, the, they, they always had, they had a, well, it was, it was quite a big hall because the, the hall itself, and then mm-hmm. there was the supper room. That's right. And then there was another bit down, mm-hmm. it was the cloak room, mm-hmm. with the, you know, and mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was a big hall, you know. It's so I pretty know. up there. I know, it's lovely spots, isn't it? But, uh, and who would have played for the dances back then? Who were kind of some of the names of... Uh, was Callum around at that point as well, playing? I'm trying to think who did. Oh, oh, well, in these days it would be just any... <laughs> I think Callum might have... Johnny she used her husband worked in the telephones and she used mm-hmm. to play the piano mm-hmm. and um, I think I remember vaguely them 
playing at a dance, but he wouldn't be very old. Mm. No, you know, then, he wouldn't be old. You know, no, no. No. And Johnny Russell, he Aye. played the accordion. <laughs> yes. so, these sort of just people yeah. about the village, probably. Because mm-hmm. I always remember Carl telling the story when you were talking about playing at dances. <laughs> they went to play a dance at um, Round at Alba Ferry. Tolosk. Tolosk. Well, that was a good role as well, apparently. Very Aye. good. Aye. Been and there too. <laughs> they went in evening suits. Very nice. Oh, play at the dance. Yeah. <laughs> but nice. They, they had a disaster. There was no toilets, of course. Oh. So they went outside. Uh. <laughs> and somebody's trousers got rather wet. <laughs> oh, dear. He always tells us. There's a book called uh, uh, Two Boys in a Canoe, I think it's called. Oh, the Canoe it? Boys. The Canoe Boys, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And, and one chapter's devoted to them coming into Tubermory right, and right. spending a, a fortnight on Carl Island with... Oh. And it was my great-uncle who was there as, oh. at the time, John MacDonald oh, and his family. Uh-huh. But anyway, they describe in the, that chapter of the book all that went on, including the gathering of the harvest. But a, a particularly nice bit in it is about them coming ashore and going to a dance in Aris Hall. Uh-huh. Aris Hall. Fantastic. And uh, they said it was absolutely mobbed. Mm-hmm. The men and women all in their best attire. Lots of the women wearing pumps, dancing pumps. Oh, gosh. And the men with white gloves. Goodness and they me. said that what really struck them was when it, the, they played the waltzes mm. to, to, to Gaelic tunes. Mm-hmm. Everyone was singing. Yeah. Oh, lovely, lovely. You can just picture the pumpkin. I know. John... Uh, Donald, I've got a recording of him talking about his life uh, and uh, stories. Mm-hmm. I'll need to pass it on to you. We're hoping to put it out uh, on through the museum and what we do in the winter, mm-hmm. the archive thing. So mm-hmm. we're looking for members of the family to, to give approval for that um, because yes. it's brilliant. It's got some fantastic mm-hmm. gossip in it. <laughs> 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 there's, there's one of the point with and of course she was on she was on a horse when she was on the benefits. She was out on her horse all the time. <laughs> it's really, it's got loads of lovely things in it. Um, so I'll, I'll pass that on to you. See what you think if it's appropriate to put it out because right. it's. The, Beautiful stories. Yes, really something. So Aris, then. So that what was it like to grow up in in uh, Aris and the, the the community around there? That was the forestry houses you were saying there, and the you were at the farm side. Yes, yeah, Glen Aris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it? Um, what would, what was it like growing up in this? It was fantastic. Oh, it was lovely. fantastic. It was, yes. it was lovely. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing but happy memories of that. Oh, and I'm the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and nice people. Nice people. You know, and all the houses lived in. Well, who were most yes. of them. Who were the people Workers, around you? All, all working. Yes, well, uh, MacArthur's at the bridge. Yes. The McNeilages, Donald mm. McNeilage, mother and father. Okay. And the Fosters. Fosters, mm. Willie Foster. Yeah, she was from Grieben. She was a McFadden yeah. from Grieben. Ronnie Livingston. Ronnie Livingston. And his wife. More Livingston's? Yeah. The... Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse, his wife Jesse was mm-hmm. Ian McKinnon's auntie. Uh-huh. Ian Honey's auntie. Uh-huh. When we moved to the the forestry houses, the the bungalow, the first house was occupied by the forester Tony Mackay and his wife Bella. And Tony was from Sutherland. Bella was she was from Glenelg, mm-hmm. and they had a family of four, I think. Mm-hmm. Then the next house was Ian Mackenzie, the original one was Ian Mackenzie and Bella and their son Alan. Then Hector Campbell, my father's brother, and his wife Mary, Jeanette and Mary, their daughters. Then my parents, John and Chrissy Campbell, and myself and my brother Malcolm. And the top house was well, a collier. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't remember his first name, his wife and their son David. 
but so, so it was all families. Mm-hmm. Was children. A bit later, when I when I was 12, 10, 12, around about that time, we challenged Salem to a football match <laughs> in, the, in the show park. Oh, fantastic. And Aris were able to produce 11 boys of school mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. to play Salem. Now, we had... We supplemented it with Ian, Ian McKinnon, who was visiting his auntie and uncle. Uh-huh. Perfect. But, but that, you know, that, that, that was a number of children that were about the place. To go to school, we were picked up by the, the car, a car. It wasn't a bus, it was no, a it was car. The school, the school car. The school car. And Murdo was the driver. That was from the hotel. Yes, yeah. that was from the hotel. Murdo. Yes, Murdo for years. Well, an I'd, old man. Mm-hmm. The, the rules changed later, and anyone within two miles wasn't entitled mm-hmm. to get the school car. Mm-hmm. Right. So the forestry houses were about 100 yards inside the two-mile mm-hmm. limit, so officially <laughs> we didn't get it, but we got a lift most of yes, it. Yes, I'm sure. Oh, no. mm-hmm. And the folk in the forestry were, it sounds like they were mostly local folk, there weren't any of the Sunny folk there at that point, were they? because they were really down in Java. They, they, they were, that was a wee bit later, wasn't that it? Was, late. Late. Yeah. was it? Yeah. 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 Oh, it was the 60s they were evacuated, wasn't it? Like mm-hmm. Probably, yes. yes. Oh, yes. No. I remember yeah. them. Well, the forestry, yes, there were more children. The, the forestry employed somebody in the region of about 100 men and women mm-hmm. at that time, and the main office was at Aris, so, mm-hmm. so it was a really busy, busy place. Hopefully. And was there a sawmill anywhere? Yes, it? there was a sawmill just down from where the, the office is, is now. Oh, towards the water. That, that that was the forestry sawmill. That, that was a bit later. You might be thinking of Lee's camp, which That's was right. up at the top Aye. of the hill. This was a family by the name of Lee that came from Arbroath, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they were contractors. They were contracted That's by right. the Forestry Commission to extract the wood. Right, OK. And they set up a camp mm-hmm. up at the top of the Aris Hill, just on the right-hand side, above where they used to go and gather the wilks down there. What did we call it? Well, we call that uh, Arthur Walton, which apparently means the, the, the burn or the river or the, the mm-hmm. thresher. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was up there. That's where the camp was. Mm-hmm. And they came, they walked to school with us. Yes. Uh-huh. I remember Brian, Brian and, and Carl. Richard, 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 he still comes. I met him a couple of years ago. He yeah. still comes to yes. Mullen Holiday. And Manuel actually worked there. Manuel, the famous Manuel. Oh, who's that? He was, he was murder. a murderer from Glasgow. Glasgow. He was hanged for his murders. Manuel, a big name in the underworld. But oh, he gosh. worked for a period there and it scared yes, all of us. There's right. another connection to Mull with Manuel, actually, to, to Salon. Portmore, the house in Salon, lovely, beautiful house in Salon. Uh-huh. Um, in the 1960s, a man with the name of Dr Angus McNiven oh. retired as head psychiatrist <laughs> from Gartnaval Hospital. He was a native of Finnefort, I think. He and his sister Mary came to to Portmore and and retired there. Now he was the man that uh, examined Manuel and certified that he that he was fit and sane to stand trial Mm -hmm. because his defence lawyers wanted to Uh plead insanity, but he said no, he was sit and feel. Six or seven. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. In Glasgow. In Glasgow. Mm-hmm. 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 They were a lovely couple. Angus oh, Dr. Angus. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. And he did a lot of good for oh, the village. Goodness, he was very yes. generous to yes. the village. He was a great friend of my mother's, mm-hmm. Dr. Angus. I remember one day, and this is, I'm saying this in the nicest possible way, 
we were, I, I was working down there as an yeah. apprentice joined on Callum mm-hmm. and Rose with me. We were up <laughs> on the roof something. And, and oh. the, they must have been having some people for dinner, I think. Mm-hmm. And Mary was getting on to me with the state of the grass. The grass <laughs> needed cut. So the next thing I looked out and there he was in his dinner suit with a pair of wellies and a scythe. <laughs> cut, cut the grass. I couldn't believe it. I mean, um, then, big whiskers. whiskers. Oh, he was like Mr Pickwick. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. He was. Mm-hmm. He was. He was lovely though. Yeah. The story in Glasgow was when he was at Gart Naval, the mental hospital, he was seen one day, it is a good story, sitting on a horse reading the newspaper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was well known, that story. That was Gartnaval Royal Infirmary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. General. And there's actually, when when I joined the police, there mm-hmm. were f- playing fields there. I, I was yes. stationed in the West mm-hmm. End, and that's mm-hmm. where we used to play our football matches. Right. Mm-hmm. But there was a, I think it's a nurse's quarters. I don't know now. Or there was a building, an uh-huh. extension put on there, mm-hmm. and it's named the Angus McNiven building. Yes. It's named Angus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was revered. Highly really. regarded, yes. I think. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yes, a nice man. Marvellous names. Mm-hmm. Well, coming to the world of medical stuff then. Yes. Then... You're the daughter of two doctors. Yes. What were their stories? Who were they and what were their stories? Well, my my father was uh, born in Skye. Well, he wasn't, that's not true. His family came from Skye. They were old, I mean, all the old folk were gone, so mm-hmm. I wasn't really interested in those days, but I found out later on that um, my great-grandfather built Runagal Lighthouse. He was an engineer. And his name's on the plaque on Runagal. Wow. Alexander MacDonald, engineer. So he had a, an estate in Skye, and he, he did a lot of work around. But my grandfather, John MacDonald, went out to South America, to Buenos Aires, and he was quite well known out there because when yellow fever hit, well, he joined the army out there first so he could yeah. stay and help. And when yellow fever hit, he was there. And um, there's a plaque in Buenos Aires in his memory. So um, it's quite a long story, actually, so I won't bore you too much. But my father and his brother and sister were all born out there. But he knew he was dying because of yellow fever. And he brought them all home to Sky. His he married a, a lovely um, Spanish lady out there called Sophie Lavie, and um, imagine bringing her home to the cold and sky. I mean, it must have been awful. But he died in his forties, and he's buried in Sky. But um, father, he went abroad. He qualified in medicine, and. My grandfather was one of Lord Lister's housemen and uh, my father trained as well in Glasgow and he went out to China and all round. He had a very chequered career Mm -hmm. and then he came back and um, joined another Dr Macdonald in Oban who was a relation and then ended up here in Tubbermory. Mm. And he stayed in the Missionish Hotel, mm. 
and he had a surgery here. Oh, and I, I knew that. Who was and the surgery? I think it was in the Mishnish. I think he consulted wow. in the Mishnish then. I'm a bit blank about that bit. Yeah. But Robin would know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my mother was doing medicine in Glasgow and I think she thought he was rather handsome, so <laughs> she offered to drive him around the practice mm -hmm. and then they connected and uh -huh. that's how they got married. Mm -hmm. Lovely. And had five children. Mm -hmm. Brought me into the world. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I thought when I was. And eventually, how long was, was your mother the doctor in Salem? I knew you would ask that. <laughs> <laughs> A long time. A long, long time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it wasn't just, you didn't need an appointment. No, no, It no. was different in those yeah, days. You just seeing. went you when just you went. wanted to go. Yeah. I mean, the surgery was in mm -hmm. the house in Salon. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as a wee thing, I just remember people coming to the door mm -hmm. and if there were too many, went into the dining room or if they were <laughs> bleeding, it was into the kitchen. And right. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no. that was the kind of practice they had. My father actually died when I was nine. Oh, so mm -hmm. that's many yeah. years ago now. Mm -hmm. And my mother carried on the practice. Mm -hmm. Where did she train and where was she from originally herself? She was from Gruelen. Gruelen. Mm -hmm. She was born in Gruelen, went to school in Gruelen. And there's a lovely story. She came from a very humble background and she was sitting one day on a, a wee parapet over a wee river in the, in the grounds and she was reading a book. And this very posh lady came along and said, what are you reading, little girl? My mum looked up and said, Latin. <laughs> and the woman went, oh, and walked off. <laughs> she was a clever lady. Yeah. She was an only child. And uh, that's it. <laughs> what, le what led her to study medicine, do you think? Oh, she was clever. And I think she was just maybe advised. Because there were a lot of medics, um, not on her side, but they were all clever. We're all very clever, but I don't know that bit. She, she was just well suited for medicine. Mm -hmm. And there were in, in these days, there were, a lot of them went direct to university from Salon School. Yes, but I think your mother went to Oban, didn't she? She went to Oban first, yes, from Gruelen, mm -hmm. and then to Glasgow yes. to Glasgow very, University. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a very good head. I think it was schoolmaster in Salon and, and Mr. Miller. And I think he no, was No, I very, don't remember around that. No, but I remember the father saying, because they were, uh -huh. they were yeah. born in the same year, 1899. Yes, Mum was born in 1899. Yes, uh -huh. mm -hmm. Gosh. And, uh, and he, he had a Latin book and, you know, was mm -hmm. like... Well, she was Latin. reading Latin yes. about 12 mm -hmm. or 13. Yes, uh -huh. mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. She it was wasn't, like, he was, you know. He was quite famous, the man, uh, Mr. Mm -hmm. Miller, because uh -huh. he was a, good, a, a very good... Mm -hmm. She had a very good grounding, obviously. Being Livingston's, was there any connection to Ulva for the families at all? David Livingston's family? Well, I don't know. They say yes, but I don't know. I have no well, idea. I remember as a young one a relation of David Livingston's great grandson or grandson, or I can't remember now. I didn't pay much attention. No. no. Should have done. All went with mum. But he used to come and visit her. Um, I don't know. See, the Livingstons, David's folks, lived, as far as I remember and I was told, lived in Alba. And there was a... 
some misdemeanour happened in the Livingston family and a member of the Livingston family was made to sit on the cutty stool in the church. What was the cutty stool? Cutty stool was where you were put if you did something really wrong in the community. But we never knew it was, you know, punishment Mm -hmm. and it was degrading. Mm -hmm. And that was Mum's story. Um, He was made to sit in that stool. Now, they had church records, Mm. and it was in the record what happened, but the pages are still in St Andrew's house in Edinburgh, and the pages are torn out of that particular incident. And then the family all moved way down to Blantyre. Yes. So that's the connection. Mm-hmm. But, uh, David Livingston's father, apparently, he, he was a, a lay preacher of some kind. Aye, well, it'd be even worse than if yes. it was a lay pre- that would have preacher. Been the, I think this, that would have been the Kirk session that imposed that. Yes, I know. Well, that was Mum's story. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best fiddle tunes as well, uh, The Stool of Repentance. It's a great tune. Uh, right. Yeah, no, right. Sorry, mm-hmm. Jobby, amongst friends. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's amazing to hear that mm-hmm. actually mentioned that. Growing up in and around uh, that part of the island there, mm-hmm. who were the significant characters growing up? And in, in Dobermory, we've heard often enough of people like Dykes and Agonist mm-hmm. and things like that. But who were the characters that you remember from your childhood in that that, that would be seen? Johnny with? McQuarrie. Johnny McQuarrie. Johnny McQuarrie. Yeah. 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 The man I worked with, I suppose. He was a character. Johnny McQuarrie lived out in at Gruelin in the house just opposite the the, the church, um, and mm-hmm. he was the, the local contractor in, mm-hmm. in the village and did all the all the the jobs and repairs to houses. There were there weren't really any new builds. Mm. I started with him in nineteen sixty four, and the first job we had was building the sun lounge to the front of Salon Hotel. Really? Oh, in fact, my first job was demolishing the old corrugated oh, iron yes. course. Do you remember it? I remember, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my god! And the workshop was down next to where the spa shop is. Yes. The, the, there was a smiddy shop, and in behind oh, the smiddy was the, yes, was the, yes. the workshop. Mm-hmm. And that was almost a community centre mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Pe- when people came from outlying areas, you know, from... Gruel and you know, yeah. I think Archie McFadgen and mm-hmm. people like that are a Saturday morning mm-hmm. Callum Bake would come down from Morgan View to get uh-huh. the bus down to Tormori to see his daughter Bella. Mm-hmm. But he would call into the workshop <laughs> for <laughs> half an hour first mm-hmm. of all. People just called in. That's right. It's lovely. There were stories and, and children. Mm-hmm. Ray and that was up and down and yeah, yeah no. I know. There was always something going on down there. And he was great at telling stories. Oh, work stopped and <laughs> stories. <laughs> I think the favourite one that I heard of him telling the story was there was a, a man, McKinnon, the policeman in Salon, mm-hmm. and it was during the blackout. Mm-hmm. And uh, McKinnon, I, I think he must have lived there alone. And he went away, but the boys in the from the probably his workshop and that they thought right, we'll play a trick. They were always looking to play a trick a trick in them, and they went. And he he had left the house and must have left the light on and the blackout on the window, and they they went in and took down the blackout and just left the the light shining. And of course, when he came home, 
he was furious. Oh <laughs> and of course, nobody knew who did it. No. <laughs> the policeman was breaking the law. Were you there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Johnny was good to me. I'm sure he, he kept me on in employment when there wasn't sometimes all that much work there. So he kept me on and I finished my apprenticeship with him and then I actually stayed another year and a half beyond that. But he was an incredibly superstitious man. Too. Oh, really? Oh, and, and the story about that that comes to mind is one day, he, he and I were dri- he was driving up towards Glenforsha and a hare crossed the road. You know the you know the way they'll mm-hmm. stop and they just and they sit up and they yeah. mm-hmm. well, he stopped the car and he wouldn't go no further. He turned the car back round and came back down to Salon and when we got to the workshop, your mother, Dr. Flora, was there to tell him that Ali White, who owned Salon Hotel, had mm-hmm. died. Any other superstitions you remember of that time? Because there's there's so many of the sea that are that are around of not seeing minister or uh, rabbit is another one my grandfather had. You weren't allowed to see rabbits on the boat or in a car, uh, and you weren't allowed to see minister. And um, there's loads of different things you went. I see rabbits at the first of every month. Why do you do that? What's that? I don't know. It's just handed down. Family mm-hmm. used to say, rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. Yes, I've heard that. On the first of the month. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't. It's stupid, isn't it? No. <laughs> no. There'll I've be a reason. Done it. There'll be a reason. I've always done it. Gosh. <laughs> so who was the other name you mentioned there? There's, um, Johnny McCory mentioned, but who, who was the, another name you mentioned there um, from Salon as a big character? Alec Handy. Alec, Alec Handy. Handy, yes, I've heard this name. Who was that? Well, Alec McLean. Alec oh, McLean. It's actually Johnny McCory's brother-in-law. That's Aye, right. That's right. He was, uh, and he was a brother of Mrs. Uh, Robson. Down the Crescent, you know, Gracie uh-huh. and yeah, Gracie, uh-huh. yeah. Well, the Robson, they were next door to Johnny McCoy. Yes, that's right. At the post uh-huh. office there. But he was great. Attend- he would sing songs. Uh-huh. Uh, at the Keeleys and that Alec Handy he was mm-hmm. quite a and he sang at weddings yes oh mm-hmm. I he sang at my wedding did he? Mm-hmm. 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 what would they sing would, would he oh, sing just a Gaelic Gaelic oh, songs one about Maggie he said he used to sing something about a cup of tea uh-huh, too. that's Do you right that? yes I remember that but and I, I remember, remember what, how it went all our friends from Glasgow were just wondering what on earth this was. It's not about an oyster catcher as well, and talks about Swedish and Swedish cutter or something like that. Uh-huh. Because there's a Colancy song about an oyster mm-hmm. catcher flying and seeing it, and that's one of the things that it flies over people having a keli and they're like Swedish and I guess cup of tea in it, and right. so, mm-hmm. um, up with up the kettle and the cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, right. Put yeah. the kettle on the bar. If he didn't have him sing at your wedding, your wedding was going to fail. Oh, gosh. Now, that was a superstition yes. in my day. Oh, I knew oh, that. Yes. So naturally, he sang yeah. at ours. <laughs> I, oh, he was quite a character. Quite a character. And Ronnie Livingston, we talked about earlier yes. from Aris. With a piper. He was a piper. Oh. Mm-hmm. So he would pipe the couple from the church down to the hall mm-hmm. and all the, all the people would walk behind. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. I remember very clearly standing at the... The double doors at the end of the hall looked yes. up towards the village, uh-huh. watching Ronnie coming uh-huh. down with Cameron and Mary oh. from their mm-hmm. wedding, mm-hmm. playing Mary's wedding. As mm-hmm. as That's my there. sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My sister and Cameron White, that was the, 
the white of the hotel, mm-hmm. Alec, who died when mm-hmm. wrapped in the hair, mm-hmm. stopped for Johnny. <laughs> and of course, you know where the hall was in these days. Was it the school? Where the school? No, 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 no. It was no. down by the car park. Is you know beside the toilets. Oh yeah, okay. That's where the well, that's where Salon Hall was. Oh, so that became the glass barn. Yes, that's right. shocking, mm-hmm. shocking. Yes, and it was, was moved because yes. a road was proposed going across. That's right. Never happened. Mm-hmm. It was the worst thing they ever yes, did. I know. Definitely. Because the hall in Salon now is a school. And, and used six days a week. Oh, yes. There's always shocking. something in mm-hmm. it. Badminton. And Monday yeah. night was... Mm-hmm. Highlands and Islands Film Guild. Yeah. Development oh, Board. I was going to talk about yeah. that, yes. Yeah. Used to scare us to death. Yeah. Remember, it was a Monday that came once yeah. a month. Monday, yeah. Monday. Yes. Johnny, La- Johnny Lackey was the. Mm-hmm. Oh, Johnny Lackey. And if anything went wrong with the reel, <laughs> with feet going, you know, know. until it got going again. <laughs> Tuesday and Thursday was badminton. Yes. That's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What films do you remember seeing in there? Well. Oh, it's a great, a great mix. I know, I there was one that terrified me because Ooh. I just remember the family sitting in a big house at a long table and this man went along the side and nobody saw him going up the stairs mm-hmm. and he got up to the first bedroom and then when the girl went up the stairs, he was waiting for her behind the door and, well, forevermore I looked behind the door <laughs> when I went into rooms. <laughs> I mean, we saw some scary ones. Oh, but yes, there some good films. Some popular ones. They were good. Jailhouse Rock, I remember. Oh, yes. Whiskey Galore. But before the film was Pathy News. Do you know what I mean? Oh, the news shows. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I remember my mother and I used to cycle from Gruen into, into the pictures. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, you, you cycled everywhere, didn't you? Oh, mm-hmm. 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 Well, we didn't have a car, so... Who was the teacher in Gruelin when you were there, Jean? Mary D. McLean. From Tavarmore. She's from Tavarmore. Um, Did she commute every day, or...? Well, no, because she used to stay with Polly Sharp's mother. Oh, OK. When Gruelin, when she was yeah. just across mm-hmm. the road from us. But she had a car right enough, and she used to. But I think latterly, eh, she, she. I don't think it, she went away. She, she went to. Eh, I think she went to Tinalt or somewhere okay. from, from mm-hmm. Gruelin, mm-hmm. because it was Johnny Black's wife that, yes, took over yes. after after her. Mm-hmm. That, um, and we had Miss McDougall and Sal. Oh, Miss McDougall. Yeah. She was a good teacher, Mary Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had you got her? She yes. Was good. She was there for a Sorry, Jean. She was there forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. No. That's what I She was. And the, 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 the infants from primary one to three, I think it was, were in the vestry behind the church. That's where the, that, that, that was there. Really? Their classroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, was, I was in there in the vestry. Yes. Right Ma- Mimi McInnes. Mimi McInnes. Mimi McInnes. Who was the teacher? She was from Carthay. Yeah, oh, yes. um, um, Sandy Brunton's mother. That's right. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Lovely lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, lovely. Miss yeah. mm-hmm. Ross was there. Miss McDougall was there for a long time. And then she 
retiring in my before in the qualifying class before I came to Tomorrow, mm-hmm. it was Miss Nicola Smith that came Miss for Nicholas a year. Smith, I, mm-hmm. I think I did more things in that year than <laughs> with a school concert. I think we never had in, <laughs> before. Marie D was great, but she yes, concerts no, and all we never had anything like that. Miss McDougall mm-hmm. was elderly, you know, she's been there for a long, long time. Yes. She was from Jura, I think. Oh, yes, wow. that's right. I think so, yes. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember too, uh, uh, Anne MacArthur. Mm-hmm. From Iona. From Iona. Was mm-hmm. there for a wee while. Was she, was she pre- in the it, infants? Was she yes, along with yes. Mamie McInnes? It, no, after Mamie. Ah, after yes, Mamie, was it? After Mamie. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Duncan Macquarie was there. Yes. She was the teacher when he was there. Yes. Kenneth and Duncan Macquarie's father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was there, and uh, Anne was from Iona. She was a sister of uh, Helen Grant, Gordon Grant's oh, yeah. wife. Mm-hmm. So no, there's been a lot, there's been a lot since then, of course. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. The um, you mentioned earlier on, Polly Sharp. Oh, a lovely lady. Can you tell me about because um, I know Gordon obviously and Gordon's mm-hmm. children and uh, Ian um, McLean as well. It's really keen to get. Us to talk to one of uh, Polly's Isabel Polly's yes. daughter, I think, still around mm-hmm. um, over in Fifeway. I think well, she's still. So, what was Polly like? What was? What, why do people remember her so clearly? <laughs> she was a character. <laughs> she, can't she, was, she was a. She was quite imposing. She was very tall. Quite elegant lady. She was an elegant lady. Yeah. She was a great friend of my mum's. Mm-hmm. That vintage. Mm-hmm. But she was she was a good looking lady. Yeah, good looking. They would they used to come up. She would take the car up and bring other ladies from Tobermory to Salon Hotel for right. afternoon tea. That was the that was the, the, yes. the thing to do, no, the place to go in those days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. very popular. Yes. Was she a, a driver as well? She yes. Drove, yes. Yes. To hire. Yes. Because I always remember when they they did that film with it. I know where I'm going. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I always remember saying to us, uh, she they gave her a hat because she was driving something about. Mm-hmm. And she's the hat's dearer than my car. She said, <laughs> 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 I'd given her for the, you know, for the, uh, for the, mm-hmm. you know, to drive well. Mm-hmm. She oh, was yeah. when she was married to Jimmy Sharp, and he yes. was a character. He was. Mm-hmm. He was a lot smaller than her. Smaller. <laughs> <laughs> they got married at Guru, and I remember, but I don't remember it. But no. I remember my mother talking about mm-hmm. it. You know, and that. What did Jimmy do? What was his? Well, one of the jobs he did was driving the bank van for a while when I was on it. <laughs> yes. I think he was... He was the chauffeur at Grove, wasn't uh-huh. he? Was he in the hydro? I'm not sure. I can't remember what he did on that. Well, they're not just doing hires, you know, with a car and that. I don't Interesting talking about um, kind of working lives because you mentioned you started off as a joiner, an apprentice joiner, yeah. but then you stepped obviously into the police. At what point did that come for you? That you went right. That's what I'm going to go and do. Is go and join the police. Not quite sure. Um, I, I think my my brother joined the police before me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was three years older, and he joined Argyll Constabulary, and but then transferred down to the Metropolitan Police. And I spoke to him about it. How but did he that, enjoy that, being in London from here? Was that quite... Well, he was based in Bow Street, right in central London, and, and he really he enjoyed that. It was quite interesting, I think. Yeah. And uh, 
his advice to me was, yes, join the police, but don't join a county constabulary. Go, <laughs> go to the city and come down to London with me. <laughs> but at that time, I'd met Janet, mm. who was to be, we were engaged and she was to become my wife, and she wasn't keen on the idea of going to London. So that's why I opted for Glasgow and I joined the old city of Glasgow Police. Mm-hmm. Uh, and five years later, I became part of Strathclyde when the mm. regionalisation yes. took place. Mm-hmm. But that was a huge culture shock. It was absolutely, I, I wasn't really prepared for it. Mm-hmm. But there's, it's funny how things happen in, in, in life. Johnny, Johnny Macquarie was a big, strong, heavy man, and he would compete at the the Tubermory Games occasionally. Mm-hmm. He, he was supposed to wear a kilt, but he would refuse to wear a kilt. He wouldn't wear a kilt. But anyway, he would compete at the Games. And he owned the fields um, up at Arthur Sherman. Mm-hmm. Dan Robertson's, we call it. Mm-hmm. And around about the summertime, probably around about this time of year, he would go up there and he would practice for the Games. He had a hammer and he had a shot put. And I was the young apprentice. So my job was to go with him and pick it up, pick it up and bring it back. <laughs> and or be he, thrown. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he got me to try the hammer, but I couldn't make anything off it. I mean, you just need brute strength, I think. It's a wooden shaft and mm. heavy hammer. But putting the shot, there's a sort of technique to that. And he showed me how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do it quite reasonably. Not as, anything like as far as him, mm-hmm. but it was quite respectable. Then I went and joined the police and went to the police college at Tully Allen and a great emphasis was placed on sport. So I put myself down for five-a-side football for badminton, to the 100 yards, the 200 yards and the shot putt. Mm-hmm. Now, I was probably one of the smallest men there. Um, I, I just scraped in, there was a height limit in those yeah. days and I scraped mm-hmm. in by, this, by the skin of my teeth. And anyway, the day came for this short putt competition, and I was up against giants of men, and I won it easily. <laughs> because of what Johnny McCoy oh, had you Where did your working life start? Ferdinand Van while that working life was in Tubbermore, next door in the bank. For what, 40 years. <laughs> what age did you start working there? Oh, I think 16 or 17. Went was in school here and went to Oban for a year. Mm-hmm. Did, didn't like it very much because in these days we didn't get home. Sorry, mm-hmm. at the holidays that we got home. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit of a hoping bird. So uh, when, this job, when the job came up in the bank, applied for it and sat an exam and did wow. it. So I was there for 40 years. Mm-hmm. What were your duties um, as a 17-year-old working within the financial well, institution? The, the first thing that happened was I was I joined in the April, never had been in the cash, was in the back, back office, but was put out on the bank van. Fantastic. And then that was, that, that was a culture shock. <laughs> I didn't, well, I had picked up how to do bits and pieces, but anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was great. We went on a Tuesday. We went to Benesson. Didn't go to Finnefort in these days or to Iona as they did latterly. But uh, and then on a Thursday we went to Creenure, and on a Friday we went to Salon and round the coast to Derwig and back. And it was great. I loved it. I had a variety of folk driving mm-hmm. the bank van. <laughs> Alec McInnes was there first to start with, and Jimmy, as we said, Jimmy Sharp, mm-hmm. and he was great fun, Jimmy. 
and he used to buy me sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> he would be feed, feeding me with sweeties all the time. It was love. I loved it. Super. I was. Mm-hmm. I did that for two years, and then the auditors came to the bank, and they said, "Oh, oh no." The, a girl out in the bank van and no security. It was an old tin van, <laughs> and I was I had to come off the van and I was broken hearted. But oh. anyway, but then yeah. after that I was in the office all right mm-hmm. through. So you were been working with Angus then? Oh, I was with the famous <laughs> Angus. Yeah, no. yes. when I was a kid, I came here when I was thirteen mm-hmm. on holiday and we were staying yes. down in mm-hmm. um, uh, Benesson. And I remember coming up to Tobermory and I bought myself a pen knife and, and browns, which was very exciting. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, but I remember seeing books of Angus about mm-hmm. um, and and people and I knew from Cayley culture mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Angus and his mm-hmm. Cayley collection mm-hmm. as well. Um, what what are there any kind of Stories that stand out of the many, but is there any <laughs> many story? Is there any one story that stands out? Oh of, well, there's lots. Who he was? Uh, well, he was a character. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I remember, he, for a while he was he had to write once a week a poem, for the Daily Record, and it had to go away. I think on a Thursday, so that it would be published the next week. Mm-hmm. It was ne- It was at the last minute he would be writing that in the, at his desk and then somebody would be sent along to the post office to post it before the meal went at the 11 o'clock or whatever time. Uh, but he was... Um, oh, it was great because it was full of nonsense. And in these days, we had time to have get up to mischief and there's the rest of the staff and play tricks on them and that. But, uh, Were there any tricks that stick out that was a favourite? Oh, yes, well... Jean's <laughs> daughter worked in the bank, uh, Carol, and she was famous for the tricks that she would be doing. And there was a, a fellow there from the mainland, and Gordon, he was big and he was slow, and she would lock him in the safe <laughs> and leave him, and, and or he would be up the ladder, you know, the, uh, we would have records up, like just like what it is in here. here, and she would take the, la- the, the ladder away and leave him standing, perhaps on a shelf, and all sorts of things like that. But uh, okay, so it was, we had time to do these, you know, we had time. There was quite a, one time there was 13 of our staff. Gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Yes. Uh-huh. Gosh. But, wow. uh, then, uh, of course, once once the autobank came in, changed. that changed things because mm. before then there would be queues out to the mm-hmm. yeah. to the top of the state. People want to cash mm-hmm. checks. Yeah. That. yeah. Was that the nineteen eighties? Uh, yes, I think that's right. I remember yes, it coming uh-huh. into Dunoon when I was a kid. Yes. Mm-hmm. One Kill Games. There was a. It's funny. I remember this. But there was a. You know thousands of people going mm-hmm. down Argyle Street mm-hmm. and there was this block of mm-hmm. stuff in front of the bank and people mm-hmm. couldn't get past, couldn't get through, couldn't get in mm-hmm. but that was the bank machine thing. going yes, in with the, right. the big plastic mm-hmm. frontage that went up and down. Yes, that's right. Apparently in Harriet Watt, when the, I think it was a Royal Bank they had in the campus there where my cousin was, mm-hmm. was there, <laughs> they used to get ducks from the pond and put them in there. But there <laughs> 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 but it was nice because in these days you know folk coming in you got to know them the tourists and, and there was a lot of people came every year and you sort of they would say oh you're back again you know and it was it was nice you got to know them they came to different places on holiday that's lovely mm-hmm. you know I was just thinking there of the, of the village and Sal and what it was like and and, mm-hmm. and how it's changed for it. But right bang in the centre of the village, there was the doctor's 
surgery. That's right. There were the two shops, mm -hmm. Ferguson's mm -hmm. and Johnny Black's. Mm -hmm. There was a laundry. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. And the post office. I was going to say, that's right. Miss Ross in the that's post right. office. Miss Ross in the post office. She's been there for years All too. Mm -hmm. And the school. Mm -hmm. All just right in the centre mm -hmm. of the village. And then it became Mr. White and Mr. Black. Mr. White uh -huh. and Mr. Black. And what Mr. Black sold, Mr. White didn't. Mm -hmm. It was an unwritten mm -hmm. law between them. The two of them. I know. Mm -hmm. I know, Stephen. Mm -hmm. And now we've got the two sandwich shops in front of each other. Mm -hmm. And they complement each, each other very nicely as well. Mm -hmm. And there was the, the plot in the middle of it, remember? The plot, yes. With Roddy Dane. Yeah. Yes. I know we used to play with <laughs> a bicycle. The village was never the same after that. I was taking no, away. I know. No. Was that with the road? Was, it, yes. was that in the middle of the road there? The middle of the road, yes, mm -hmm. the junction. Just in front of the church. Aye, mm -hmm. I've seen it's photos of it. just there. Mm -hmm. Roddy Dendron bushes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Quite good for hiding. Yeah. I know, <laughs> yes. And you had a green bicycle. Mm -hmm. I remember that. That was from Mr Blackshaw. Mm -hmm. I know. Fairy cycle it was. I remember. <laughs> we used to have great fun in it. All around the place. Mm -hmm. And of course there was the two garages. There was Alistair mm -hmm. Kennedy's garage mm -hmm. and, and Alan Black's garage. Mm -hmm. And there was the, and sure. the hotel sold. Petrol. Yes. Out the front there. At the front of the hotel. Pumps. You just went to the flowers. kitchen door, you filled mm -hmm. up and then went to the kitchen door and paid. And in the old days when the boat used to come in, well I used to go up and down to the boat with mm -hmm. Angus McCall. He was a mailman. Mm -hmm. He collected the mail. And I wasn't going to tell you this bit, but I will now. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go down, it was about mm -hmm. 12, 13. I used to jump in with Angus and go down. It's really just to see what talent was coming on. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was quite an event when the boat It was came. an event. It was all that <laughs> happened in a day. Yes, that's right. And then on a Wednesday, the boat was late. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so you went up to the hotel and the window went up mm -hmm. and you got your papers mm -hmm. from the pantry mm -hmm. in the hotel. Boat was late on a Wednesday because it went to less more. Oh right, that uh -huh. was the additional uh -huh. call. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Craig Newer, and then Loch right. and mm then -hmm. Salen, and mm -hmm. then Drimnan, and then Tuthermore. People Saturday morning, the quite often a Saturday morning, the cargo boat would come in, <laughs> and I used to go with um, Johnny Macquarie because he had a lorry. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a cargo boat was in, and we didn't they would unload feed for some of the farms mm -hmm. and I remember in particular going out to Knock with Lachie, Lachie Knock, Lachie mm -hmm. McLean and his wife Chrissy mm -hmm. and the table was, you know, we just delivered what was there but you had to come in mm -hmm. for tea and yeah. this table was yes. there and, was, mm -hmm. and then from there down to Derigouig mm -hmm. and, and load them and stuff. And I, I would get back home at three, half past three or four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. I, I didn't get paid for it or anything. No, it was, it was something just, to do. It was terrific. You just mm -hmm. did it. Just I, did it because it was so I enjoyable. I used to go in the coal lorries. Mm. Yes. I went with wobbles. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I would sit up there and watching all that's happening and the thing would come from the puffer oh and would load up the back of the lorry and off we would toot to wherever mm -hmm. we were going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was there a, a, run, um, a metal runner down the pier at that point? Or was that earlier um, at Salon? Someone okay. talked like um, for putting uh, yes. wagons on. Yes, there were. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yes, there were. Yes, don't remember metal runners. Yes, I don't remember them ever being used, but they were there. Because I think that was something that was that was coal and things like that were loaded into that and then no. taken further down mm -hmm. beyond that. No, mm -hmm. the, the puffer would come in the front of the pier, uh -huh. and it had a great uh -huh. big 
metal basket that would go down on the crane and then tip over onto the lorry. Mm-hmm. I would I don't remember that. Try and find out more about that because that would make a noise more about them. Hi. Jean, the, where, where did your working life start? Uh, I started in John O'Hare's cafe up there. Ah. When um, um, I started. Where's that now? Is that. That's the, um, the top hotel now. So that was the Cozy Corner? Uh, uh, Cozy Cafe, that's Cozy right. Cafe, yeah. There was the cafe and there was a shop as well. And he had another. A store uh-huh. in the close. Oh, it was all the close because he used to have a van. He used to go round the round with the van, you know, and that. So am I right in thinking that it had a jukebox in there as well? Aye, it did latterly. Yes. Uh, well, not latterly, but <laughs> yeah, no, before I, I left, they had the jukebox. Well, yes. Do you remember the arrival of jukeboxes in the island as well? Yes, there was a jukebox there. There was also a jukebox in the wee cafe in Salem when the <laughs> the bit was in the Bell Cafe. They called. Oh, yes. Yes. Did uh-huh. the Denny's? The Denny's. No. The Denny's had one down at Crickabot. The Denny's, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. But Aye. after that, when the prefabs were taken mm-hmm. down the bottom of the crescent, mm-hmm. uh, Duncan Macdonald or Flo- Flora and. Flora. Elizabeth, her sister, they opened a wee cafe. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. The, the Bell Cafe. The Bell Cafe, it was called. Yeah. Yeah. And they, had a, they had a jukebox mm-hmm. too. Beside the petrol pumps. Okay. This was in. Yes, mm-hmm. So, what did ju- the arrival of jukeboxes mean to you? What was were there you know, were Jimmy Shand records there, or was there Elvis in there? Was there the Beatles in there? What was what was in there? Do you I remember? Don't I, don't Shand, I don't think it was Jimmy. I don't think it was Jimmy Shand. It was Bell Polka. Anything modern. modern. It was modern. It was modern. We felt it was modern. It was the thing. Yeah. And before that, did you have? You would have had the, the radio, but was the radio signal quite good, or was it okay? Yes, radio yes. signal was mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The very first television I saw was the Coronation, and I was eight. Gosh. And um, it was at Arne Cross. Oh. They they had the first. When we got electricity, they were the first ones um, that got the signal from mm-hmm. Auburn. Mm-hmm. So Straight Mum and I were invited down, and I just sat there going, and I remember it was a kind of mahogany box, mm-hmm. you know, in the old days, mm-hmm. and this small screen. It's absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Never forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something totally alien. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's wonderful. The first television they had it grew, and it used to keep going like that. You know, Ah, yes. Um, <laughs> I remember in college as a kid, we'd, um, uh, when I would go on holiday there, you would you wouldn't be able to get as STV you wouldn't get you'd get the Irish channels instead we were we were that's the first time I saw the television as well it was a dad and a cross and I can't it was I think it was all over twist or something oh it's wonderful wow. it's so wonderful watching. but anyway uh, I knew that on the Saturday Scotland England International was on and the game was going to be on the television <laughs> and I persuaded my father to ask him if we could go back down on the Saturday to watch the Great. Good. football so I How said, did you get it? Yes. Was that the Foresters then as well? Or was yes, they were nice people. Mm. It was a Scotland yes. England game and Scotland won 1-0. Graham Leggett <laughs> scored the goal. So you started working in the cafe yes. and then um, where, where did you go after that? Then I went uh, to the cooperative Ah. And I was there for quite a few while, and then I got married, and then I went to Donaris. <laughs> so, ah. so um, how was it working at Donaris? What was that like? I was with well, I was in the catering side, you know. Okay. Uh, well, 
having said that, in these days you were jack of all trades and yeah. master of none. <laughs> but um, it was lovely. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it was. There were older folk there at that point as well, and um, like it was that it was a care home as well. At oh that yes, point. yes, it was the care home, and it was the. the they had six hospital beds, yeah. and they had six yeah. old folks. Who do you remember um, being in the the old old folks' beds? Who were there when when you were younger? Any oh, there was me McPhail, there was Babsy, uh, she was from Dervig. Um who else was there? Um, uh, we Hector was actually in there for a wee while when I was there. Mrs. Uh, MacIver. Mrs. MacIver. Mm-hmm. And a... Uh, Donald Morrison, was he there at that point? Uh, aye, he was there as well. Uh, well, he was, uh, he was, he had just gone by the time I came in. He, he Donald Morrison was mm-hmm. uh, away. And... <coughs> um, who else was there? Gosh, I can't try to think of any. Annie from Aids. Eh? Annie Aids, aye, Aids. she was mm-hmm. there. Was Nancy there? Nancy was there, mm-hmm. aye. She came in, she was a bit later after uh-huh. I, but she was, mm-hmm. aye, Nancy was there. And did you get to spend time with them at all? Did you just to natter through? Or was it just sort of working and then get... Well, when we went in at first, when we started working with Janet McKenna, who was the, the, the matron, you, you did all sorts. Because, uh, I mean, I was supposed to be in the kitchen, but Maura McGilpaw was used to tell the story. She would come up and she'd say, Jean, will you go and put the rollers in their hair? I'll peel your potatoes. Oh, lovely. <laughs> you know, that was the sort of things we did. Oh, that's great. Uh, and um, sometimes she went in the morning, Jan would say, come on, give me a hand to get so-and-so up. So-and-so's yes. not in yet. You know, and you went down with tea and you went down mm-hmm. to see so-and-so. But then, of course, a catering direct came in. You went broiled outside the kitchen. Changed in the old spot. Spoilt the whole and and not only that, I think that's what spoiled the whole thing. Because when I was doing the kitchen I was there on my own. Mm -hmm. By the time I finished up there was three employed in the kitchen. Gosh. Doing the same work as what one was doing. What one was doing. And they all shared, you know, like when you when you um, like when I finished at five, uh-huh. the the care staff would I would leave the tea and they would put out the tea, but then of course they weren't allowed to do that. They had to have another somebody else in the kitchen to clear all up, wash all up. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, you know it really. Who was the matron, Jean? Who was the matron? Janet was the matron. And then when Janet retired, we had a wide and varied selection. So mm-hmm. We had Irene Peden. We had June Card. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 what's her name from Sawyer? She oh, I no, she was it was Janet McKerra that I had when I right. she would retire by she the time the time I uh, Mrs Campbell wasn't it? Uh, yes, I no, she was away. It was Janet that right. mm-hmm. when I went in, it was Janet. The name McKerra is beautiful, isn't it? Is it uh, such I, a different. Oh, she was lovely, Janet. She was, she was strict, but she was. Mm-hmm. She was a good boss, you know. She was nice. Uh, and I bet something. Where, where, where did you Where did your working career start? Well, I left Open High School and I went straight down to the Royal Infirmary in Glasgow to do my general training. So that took three years. And I met my lovely husband in the Royal. So. I was going on to do midwifery, but I did it in the practical way. <laughs> I got married on the island, mm-hmm. walking behind 
Um, Ronnie Livingston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we had a wonderful wedding. And um, I went down to live in Lindsay. My husband was in practice down there. And I had three children. I've got three children and grandchildren now. Uh, but I always called Mull home. And it used to upset Roger because he would say, well, it's not, it is, and it's always home, and I always <laughs> refer to it as home. Yeah. My spirit's always here. And uh, that's really it. Yeah. I thought, Came I, back a lot no. with holidays. and. Yeah. Where did your mum retire to? Did she retire within Salon or did she retire... She was just getting probably a bit tired and um, they built a new doctor's house uh, down the pier road, which was to us a bit of a monster. I think somebody said at seven doors out the kitchen and I think that was a bit of an exaggeration. But (laughs) so mum said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to carry on. So she bought Inverinit, which belonged to the, the medical people and... She just, she did the odd locum. Mm-hmm. She went mm-hmm. various places, uh, Balahulish and mm-hmm. all over. She went to, she went to Isla and, oh, she did, she did that. And, um, and she just became an old lady and that was it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. She had Nurse Crichton with her for many years. Who's Nurse Crichton? Nurse Crichton oh. was in Salon. She was the district She was the district nurse. She was from Skye. <laughs> Very superstitious lady. Oh, really? Very superstitious. There was an old lady once that died down near Loch Bui. I don't know if it was Johnny who said, because um, Johnny produced the coffins in those days. Yes, made them. Made them, and he said, Oh, we made them. It was a dear old lady, but she was bent over, and Johnny said one day, I think Dr. Flora is going to have trouble the coffin so anyway the old lady was found dead and nurse Crichton and mum went down to dress the body and well it was quite difficult but there was a very big family bible in the house so they put the bible on the old lady's chest uh, well, middle here, and to try and you know, they worked in other parts. Now there was no electricity in those days, so it was tilly lamp. Yeah. So all of a sudden there was no mighty crash. <laughs> the Bible fell off, and the old lady sat up. <laughs> and as she sat up, there was, oh, because the there was air in yeah, lungs. lungs. Yeah. Well, they were out <laughs> and they were on the shore <laughs> fast. Oh, anyway, they did manage, and Johnny managed. <laughs> There's ever so many stories. I'm sure. Are there any good ghost stories you remember from your childhood as well? Oh, my father believed in ghosts. Really? And so did Dr. McIntyre. Dr. McIntyre's wife was in the front of the car with him, wasn't he? Well, wasn't she? Is that, I remember Jennifer you know talking about that. that story. Well, can what you tell you know about it? Well, it was Jennifer, um, uh, uh, the, the doctor here in Tobermory, yes. told me uh, that, oh yes, you could never sit in the front seat of the car because his late wife was sitting beside him. That's I right. heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. What do you know? I heard a different story. My father was in the car one time, uh-huh. sitting in the back. Worst alive. Pardon? Worst alive. 
Yes, yeah. yes. Oh yes, oh yes, sorry, he was still alive. <laughs> yeah. um, and they were going somewhere. And Lowe, what was his first name? Oh, Daddy Lowe. Daddy uh-huh. D- D- Lowe. D.N. Lowe. D.N. Lowe. He was in the car as well. Oh, he was the headmaster in the school. Okay. He was in the front seat of the car, D.N. Lowe. And they're going through the Dervy Glen. And all of a sudden, Dr. McIntyre stopped the car and asked D.N. Lowe to get out of the car. And they're kind of looking and saying, but why? And he ushered this man in to sit in the front seat. There's nobody there. But he got into the car and drove off again to Dervig. Dropped the man in Dervig and D.N. Lowe could get into the front seat again. And they said, what's going on here? What's this about? And it was a chap who had been murdered in the Glen. And he was, he had gone to sell cattle at the sales in Oban. And when he had the money, he was going back through the Dervig Glen to go to one of the islands. I don't know which one, but he had a boat and he was going off to one of the islands. And this was his spirit. Goodness me. Heading back to Derbyg. And it was quite, that was quite a well-known story yeah, in those days. But he was very superstitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad was too. Did your ha- dad have any other ghost stories as well, I told you, that stick out? It's always yeah. interesting with different places. Like, um, there's one person who I'm hoping to talk to um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> has a story on, I think it was New Year's morning one night, coming back from from something. She's walking up the hill up towards um, Skubrua and she saw a monk up there. Mm-hmm. There used to be an old um, sort of uh, monk's cell or something up mm-hmm. there and she, she saw someone so what on earth? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that sort of the places. Mm-hmm. Various stories I heard but too vague. Mm. I was young. Dad died when I was nine. A lot of stories passed on but they were just vague stories so I wouldn't mm-hmm. like to mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. them and they're not particularly true. Mm-hmm. But oh, they were all superstitious in those days. We played badminton. Ah, you and I were partners. We were partners. Yes. <laughs> in the Salon Hall. Salon Hall. The old hall. And there was... We, we, We'd practices on a Tuesday and Thursday, but then there were matches between each of the villages. And we travelled mm-hmm. down to Benesson to Tubermorny. Mm-hmm. Ian Honey was a legend at that, wasn't he? Ian, Ian played for Tubermorny, <laughs> yes. In his own way. In his own way. Some of us were better than others. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was good, great though. fun. It was great fun. It was absolutely you got great to fun. know people, you yeah. know, in the other yes. villages. Yes. And going to Benesson, it was like oh, it, was, it was like a party. Yes. You got your tea when you arrived, yes. and what a spread of food! I know. And, and you got it then again at half time. It oh, was great. It was great stuff. Ian Cronin was a great. Ian Cronin was a very very good. Wasn't Ian Cronin was just one of these people. Was good at any sport. I any know. T- mm-hmm. I know. T- he was, he was he? very, very good at mm-hmm. golf. Mm-hmm. Very good at football. He was offered a trial yes. for Rangers and never, mm-hmm. never took it. Yeah. Who was he now? He worked with Johnny Macquarie too. Mm-hmm. He was one of the joiners that mm-hmm. I served my time with. He was his mother was a McFadgen, I think. Mm-hmm. Not right, related mm-hmm. to the yes. McFadgens. Big Big Neil and from Calgary, I think. Calgary, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sister Anne. Sister Anne married 
Angus McGilvery. Angus McGilvery. Right. Angus yeah. from Penny Gown. Mm-hmm. Donald's brother's wife. She's still alive, Anne. Anne's still alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ian just died a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I know. He was very good, though, and he mm-hmm. was a good sport with it. He would, well, yes. you know, he would. He was really lovely to watch. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember him. Playing badminton, he was great. It was great. You mentioned um, Lucky Knock earlier on as well. That's uh, someone I would have loved to have met. Oh, what? Uh, just there's I think there's a book in here um, called um, When I Was Young, mm-hmm. and it's about oh, yes, yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Sure. He's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lovely I, man. Yes, yeah. yeah lovely. His knowledge. His wife. Yeah. Lovely people. Yeah. When when you mentioned Lucky Knock or Chrissy, I I just remember the hospitality. Oh, in the house and it was a tiny wee house mm-hmm. Poor, mm-hmm. The, not, not the new house that's there, there now but there were just, mm-hmm. there was just such a lovely atmosphere in the place and just a lot my mum had two drills of potatoes all these years ago and we used to go mm-hmm. in October mm-hmm. tatty picking mm-hmm. so we would go and leave the car in the mm-hmm. farm uh, yard and we went down to the field on the mm-hmm. back of the trailer, mm-hmm. and Chrissy would come down with all the food at lunchtime. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they were just lovely. And then the uh, the weekends they would play around us and hide and seek. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the young ones I would go. That. Yeah, you, you did. Mm-hmm. Rounders would be great. But with adults, it wasn't children. So the adults. <laughs> Hide and seek with adults, that'd be great. <laughs> I remember Alistair Irvin, who was a, he came from Tenebrue, he with a van and would sell clothes and things. But he was he was full of nonsense. Yeah. And I remember he loved coming and going to know, of course, and playing uh, hide and seek. And this time he hurt his knee and it, it, it was terrible, but it was quite bad, I can't remember. And when he was going round with the van, he went on, they went on, he went on to Terry after yeah. that. And folks said, me, and what did you do? What, how did you hurt your knee when it's so bad? And he used to say, well, I would have to say I was playing hide and seek. <laughs> 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 it was funny. Oh, oh, laugh oh. Like that. Mm-hmm. He was a great shinty man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. From Tyne Brewery. Well, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, Kyle's. Kyle's. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Well, one last question then, um, if that's okay. That's a quarter, an hour and a quarter, which is phenomenal. Thank you all very much. Well, what time's your bus? Ten to. Ten to. Oh, well, we'll, 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 we'll give you a run. Uh, I can always give you a run if, if it gets in. With, well, I've got a friend as well, so... Oh, we'll, okay. Um, well, that, one last question then. Yes. Um, when you were growing up, what was the role of Gaelic in your community? How did how did people live with Gaelic? And how, did, did any of you have Gaelic at all? No. Very no. little. No. 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 It's, it's the generation that left, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's, my family didn't. It, wasn't, it no. wasn't. It was spoken in my house. My mother and father both had Gaelic. And spoke. In fact, both only learned to speak English when they went to school. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they didn't encourage us. No. Why do you think it was? Because they had such a bad experience in school with it. I think uh, I mean, they were belted in the playground if they, if they were heard speaking Gaelic. Really? Yes. Gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and, and they just felt it it was of no benefit to us. Oh. And it was used by them, I suppose, to, to talk between themselves well, so that we didn't, didn't, didn't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'd got my grandparents across in the mains when we went across there, that was just all Gaelic. They, mm-hmm. they spoke Gaelic. Oh, but um, no, I've, I've got a sm- I probably learned more when I, I worked for the few years I worked with Johnny Macquarie than I did at 
at home. <laughs> did he use garlic in the workplace? He used garlic, yes, and folk coming in, you know, the likes of people. Uh, I mentioned Archie McFadden coming in from Grieve, and that, there would just be garlic. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a huge regret of mine that I don't have it. I know. Never too late. Never too late. My no. grandfather spoke it right enough, but Did my granny didn't. Uh, he was Did a fluent Gaelic yes. speaker, but um, my granny didn't speak it, you see, no. so my mother and no. the rest of the family never. No. Did your mother not have Gaelic? No, Ian. She learnt Gaelic as much as she could. Uh -huh. She sang in the choir, uh -huh. yeah. I don't know, choir. But. Um, no. Salon Choir. Salon Choir, I beg your pardon. It's, Salon it's Choir. had its own choir. Yes, I, I know that. It did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. it did. Sorry. Salon Mori, Salon, Yes. Yeah. Of course That's the right. local mod would be so strong with all mm -hmm. the different choirs locally mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got first in the mod once. Mm -hmm. What for? Singing. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the song? Yes. Which, <laughs> which song was it? Do you remember? I can't remember. <laughs> It wasn't I Love Mullen and Jane and Lola, but I can sing that. Yes. But um, only the first verse. Oh, yeah, even that itself. Pretty what, good. One of the other things that went on in, in the hall and salon was uh, da Highland dance lessons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what was her name from? Tomorrow Mori came up. And, oh, gosh. It was, it was the one of the, the lighters keep it. The lighters keep that, so on we have. Yeah, or, that's who Bell, I think, was to have. <laughs> but then, anyway. I, I went to the Highland dance, dancing, <laughs> and uh, there was two things my mother had me do. I went to Mrs Mackay for piano oh, lessons, no. and I just eventually put my foot down that. <laughs> I refused to go anymore. But I, I, I persevered. I, was, I, I must have been I 10, in fact, I was me. 10, and went to the Highland dancing, and we learned uh, the sword dance mm -hmm. and the Highland Fling. Highland Fling. But what I didn't know was that she had also entered us for the Tobermory Games. Uh. And then about a week beforehand, I found out that I was to go to them and I didn't want to go. And my aunt bribed me. She gave me. She said she would give me 10 shillings if Whoa. I would go. And, 10 sh and that was Nancy. That was Nancy. <laughs> so she, she gave me 10 shillings and I went and I got first prize. Oh. For the sword dance, oh, oh, my and I was presented with a wee cup of the size oh, of an egg, cup, nice. which I've still got. Oh, brilliant! Mm. And then a few years ago, for my seventieth birthday, my uh, with a, a family gathering, and my brother presented me with the program from oh, Tullamore Games from 1958, oh, with all the competitors Wonderful. listed, yes. in it, including myself. <laughs> and what I didn't know at the time, but I think it's lovely, is that. The, your name was there, where you were from, and the tartan you were wearing. Oh. So if it was Ancient Campbell or it was <gasps> Campbell of Argyll. That. Yes. I danced at the Tobermory Games too. Did you? The Highland Fling and yeah. the Sword Dance, but I didn't win any prizes. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being so nervous, I nearly fell off the, the stage. Well, I, I, really, I went, to, went to the dancing in Salma twice, and then I <laughs> well, thank you all so much. That's phenomenal. Just amazing. That's um, yeah. Is there anything anyone wants to say before we dash off or anything at all? Any other memory that you thought we've enjoyed it? Thank you very yeah, much. Been nice. Thank you. That's brilliant. Thanks. So we much. haven't slandered anyone. <laughs> no, well, I hope not. <laughs> I've got a beat button. Don't worry, I'll be fine. <laughs> One of the things that's really interesting with them, the the archive recordings I've got from 
um, from John McFarlane and his dad is that he talks about a guy who'd been a soldier in the Russian wars at the end of the 19th century, um, been fighting in the Crimea, um, and the it was a, a soldier who had come back with loot from from uh, from Sevastopol, but um, he was a very decent guy because other people were taking loads and loads of things, and yes. he thought, I'll just take this one thing as a wee sort of souvenir, and he brought a book back that was in Russian. And it was the from this this house, big house. Oh. So there's a book somewhere in Tobermory, probably still from a house in Sebastopol, that's in Russian. And I'm wondering who you know who would have it, who who the family would be. Um, so I'm hoping that when we put these recordings out, that people will go, oh, actually, that's maybe that, and draw a few lines across mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know the story about mm-hmm. Catherine McKinnon from Ushkin and her connection with Russia? No. Oh, was she the the the, the maid to the czar? Yes, she was. Aye. Yes. Mm-hmm. Aye. What, what can you say more about that? When when was that? Well, was t- she was in Russia at the time of the Crimean War. Uh, I, I know that. She went from Ushkin to Edinburgh to work with a family called Smith, who had connections with Grieve and a family. Mm-hmm. And a family from London came up to visit them, and they were impressed by her and invited her to go to London with them to be. Nanny to the children, and she went to London. And while she was in London, the head of that family uh, was appointed ambassador, British ambassador to Russia, and they moved to Saint Petersburg. And oh. she went with mm-hmm. them. And while in Saint Petersburg, she became known to the Tsar, who asked her to be governess of his children. Wow. And uh, she did become governess mm-hmm. and was governess to his children during the Crimean War. Me. She eventually retired and she went to Florence, died in Florence, and the Tsar brought her back to St. Petersburg to be interred in the winter gardens there. Oh. And the story is that uh, it was February mm. and it was snowing and she was actually being interred in a, a plot reserved for the imperial family. And the story is that as the coffin was being lowered into the ground, there was absolute silence. And then the silence was broken by the sound of a man singing in a strange language. And it was the Tsar singing a Gaelic lullaby that he'd learned while sitting in Catherine's knee as a child. A lovely story. Lovely story. Thank you, Anne, Ian, Jean and Mabel. It was a total delight to get to spend time with you all. I hope we can catch up again soon. So there you go. So many names from the past and so many stories. It's just brilliant to spend time with friends all together. I think I'm going to try and do a few more episodes in this style in the coming months. Now, if you wanted to support the podcast and the archiving project, as it does take up quite a lot of time please feel free to click the donate tab on whatwedointhewinter.com. But, of course, with things changing on a regular basis, don't worry if you can't or you don't want to. I'd much rather that you listened and came along with us gallivanting rather than not. And on that note, thank you so much to our monthly supporters. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Take care, wherever and indeed whenever you are. More in time. Shenagadeh.